The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, your nation's public radio source for the news, advice, strategies, techniques, information, and motivation you need to start or build your own real estate investing empire. And to help you do that, Real Life Real Estate is presenting a free five-week wholesaling quick start program beginning next Tuesday. That's June the 16th. This is going to be online, and it's going to be an outline over the course of five weeks of exactly what you need to be doing every day if you want to wholesale properties. This has been a highly requested uh, piece of education Lots of folks from all over the country have been saying, yeah, 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 know the theory, know the know the complexity, took this home study course. I just need to know what to do every day. And that's what we're going to talk about in this free five-week webinar series. How do you get signed up? You go to realliferealestate.com. That's realliferealestate.com. Uh, you check out the little link on the left-hand side of the page. It says Wholesaling Fast Start Webinar Series. Click there, get registered, and each week you will get the information about how to get on the webinar on Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. That's realliferealestate.com for your Wholesaling Fast Start Series. Our topic tonight is how to win the inner game of real estate. Now, for those of you who are totally into all the techniques and strategies and, you know, how do I do this and how do I do that, you had better stay tuned in because it's been my experience in many years of uh, playing the inner game myself and of dealing with listeners and students and real estate association members from all over the country, that 80% of whether you get what you want out of the real estate business is not about all of those things you know about how to do it, but it's about what is going on between your ears. And you need to spend an hour here with us making sure that you are aligned between the ears or getting a tune-up if you haven't done it in a while. My guest today is Willie Hooks, who is the CEO of JTE Associates, a performance coaching and organizational development consulting company. He's a guy who over the years has worked with an awful lot of real estate investors and also many of the real estate gurus that I know, because as you 
climb up that ladder. You got to play the game better and better. He is the author of several books on success, including 12 Strategies for Success and the Personal Effectiveness Toolkit, which can be purchased on Amazon.com. And if you decide to do that during the show, please go to WMKVFM.org and click on their Amazon link because that way the station gets a little bit of your Amazon purchase as a nonprofit. Uh, joining us now from his home is Willie Hooks. Willie, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Uh, thank you. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great, and I hope you are the same. Um, I'm very excited about talking to you today because, you know, really, if we were gonna if we were gonna do this show the way reality was, we would do eight of eight out of ten of our programs on the psychology of success instead of how to do real estate. Absolutely. Yeah, we refer to that as the, the technical side of doing real estate is very important. I mean, it's important that you understand the tech. However, the real leverage, and we, when you think about leveraging, how do you get an exponential growth out of your business comes through what I call the inner game. It's being able to operate that fantastic brain or mind that we've been given, and most of us don't know how to operate it. In fact, a lot of what we believe is wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, listen, Willie, do you have, you don't have, uh, like, the, the internet on listening to the show or something, do you? We're getting, a fee- we're getting some feedback on your side for some reason. Uh, no, I'm just over a regular phone line. Huh, that's interesting. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll work with it, and then during the break, we may uh, call you back to see if we can fix that. Um, okay. All right. So let, let let's talk about your background and how how it is that you became enough of an expert on this whole inner game concept to actually you know have people pay you to tell you <laughs> how how to fix theirs. Yeah, my background is I have an MBA from the University of Pittsburgh, and what I was taught there was how to do strategy for large organizations. From that, I I was an executive for high-tech companies for a number of years, so I ran worldwide organizations. And in that process, you, you start learning how to get greater performance out of yourself, and then how do you get greater performance out of your organization. And when you think about managing people around the world, you can't supervise them. You need to manage in a different way. And one of the key leverages is how do you challenge their beliefs and get them to think about situations differently and to think about what is possible differently. So background, high-tech, educated MBA, did a lot of studying on how to get myself to have greater success. So I was my own laboratory mouse to say, how do I get myself to do perform at a higher level, how do I master my own inner game, how do I understand how I work, and if I, since I'm kind of a microcosm of the whole world, if I know how I work and I can get myself to do things, then how do I take that to others? And in that process of taking it to others is where I started to coach and develop other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was something that you realized was important, which is interesting because as much as real estate investors tend to like, you know, they, they listen to motivational audios and, you know, watch videos on YouTube and so on. But that it's more of, you know, getting a shot in the arm so that I feel good in the morning as opposed to really working on on their their psychologies. Exactly. And here's one of the things I, I say, to, and this is one of the myths. Here's a big myth. 
what you know, the more knowledge you have, leads to increased results. So that's a myth. What you know is almost irrelevant to the success you get. It's really of what you know, what can you get yourself to implement. So people listen to audio programs and read books all the time. And I stop them and go, okay, you just read this book, you just listened to that audio. From that audio or from that book, what did you actually implement? And you find out nothing. But the illusion is that the more we know, somehow unconsciously, we think that's going to translate into different actions, different behavior, different results, and it does not. So things for all your listeners are just kind of dog-ear is what you know. I used to say it doesn't matter. Now I say what you know doesn't change your life. It's what you're able to get yourself to implement that changes your life. And you could look at any area of your life and say, what do you know about health? And you list all these things you know. Of that, how much are you implementing? Usually it's 40%, 50%. What do you know about being more a more loving mate? What do you know about making money? What do you know about, and on and on and on, and you'll find that what we implement is just a small part of what we know. So the twist is, how do you now get yourself to start to implement more of what you know instead of this obsession with knowledge acquisition, you switch to knowledge utilization. That's where you see your results just take off. Very true. The folks I know who, if they handed out PhDs in real estate investing, could get one and yet have never done a deal. (laughs) Absolutely. In fact, I hear people all the time say, I know enough about real estate that I could teach it. And then I stop them and go, yeah, but what are you implementing? Mm-hmm. What are you implementing? Of what you know, what are you implementing? And that's where I get the long face and they kind of walk away. So a major shift, a point to take away and track is how much of what you know are you implementing and you're using, particularly the things that make you money. So let me just explain that. If you look at any business and you look at real estate, there's a lot of things you could do. But what are the core four or five things that make you money? How much of what you know about those things that you are applying? Because people will tend to do administrative stuff or make work stuff rather than the stuff that makes you money. So reallocate your time to make sure that you focus on the things that make you money because that will show up as increased results. Now, usually the things that we're shying away from that will make us money, we do that because of some internal fear, some internal doubt, doubt, some internal security. It's out of our comfort zone. And so that becomes another key is to say, if, I'm, if I look at the money-making activities and I'm not pursuing them, I have a comfort zone, inner game challenge in regards to that thing. If I'm not going out talking to borrowers, I have an issue there. If I'm not going out showing homes, if I'm not going out, then that shows you that you have an inner game challenge in regards to that money-making activities, and what you'll try to do is avoid them or minimize that kind of interaction. Mm-hmm. That's that's so funny because this uh, this five-week webinar that we're doing for listeners starting next week, a big chunk of it is don't do these things. <laughs> these are, you know, you've got you've got these things that make you money, and you already know what they are. Yes. So now now how much of it do you go do and when and so on. So 
Um, we need to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we are going to talk more about what this whole inner game thing is. How to get your how to get your hands around that, understand what it is you're working on. We're also going to take listener phone calls at 877-772-9658 and to uh, also answer any emails uh, you folks want to send. This is this is a topic, you know, you don't want to be embarrassed. I mean, use a fake name if you want, but if you got an inner game problem and you know it, you know you're not doing some stuff you need to do for one reason or another, this is a great opportunity to ask those questions. You can do that by going to realliferealestate.com, clicking on the Ask a Question button and sending us an email. That way, we'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, and today I am talking to Willie Hooks, who uh, has written a number of books and who does coaching for uh, folks in success in all areas. But uh, I know from talking to a number of people in our industry that he has done a lot of work with the real estate investors and uh, real estate instructors and business owners and all sorts of things. And we're talking about a very important topic today, which is your inner game. And if you're going, no, it's not. Let's go back to talk about wholesaling you got a problem. I was very much like that myself 15 years ago and reached a uh, plateau in my business where I just could not, I could not grow it beyond the point where it was at, at that time. And I tried everything. I tried better time management tools. I tried more software. I tried more courses. I tried working longer hours. I tried, you know, psyching myself up with positive affirmations every morning and nothing worked and it took quite a while for me to realize that I had some um, issues in my head about how much money I deserved to make exactly and uh, it wasn't until I overcame those that my business took off to the level that and, and has continued to grow to the level uh, where it currently is. So uh, try to keep an open mind. You know, a lot of a lot of folks in real estate are, are, are very much into this inner game thing. And then the other folks are like, oh, no, no, that doesn't matter. Let's let's just talk strategy. And if you're in that latter, if you're in that former group, you're loving this. If you're in the latter group, you are thinking about turning off your radio. And I don't want you to do that because this is very important stuff. Uh, now, Willie, the, the, the term you use, inner game, I, there, I've heard this called a lot of different things. So let's let's get on the same page. What what do you, what do you mean when you say inner game? Yeah, I use inner game in a specific way, and it means three three parts of inner game. The first part would be personal effectiveness, and that deals with things like time management. Uh, and you mentioned it earlier, and I, I love it because most people say I have a time management problem when they don't realize that time is the constant in the equation. It's not the variable. And so you have, to, you have to say it can't be time, it has to be others. But the first level is personal effectiveness. How effective are you at doing a certain task? How are you effective at retelling and hoteling and rehabbing and all that? So personal effectiveness. The next level is what I call self-image self psychology. How you see yourself and how you think about yourself will determine uh, the amount of money that you make. It will determine where you go. 
how much money do you feel worthy of making? What kind of clients do you feel worthy of engaging with? Where do you feel comfortable engaging with? Who do you feel comfortable? So self-image psychology, your habits, your attitudes, your beliefs, your expectations, and the level of excuses you make, all that to me is under self-image psychology or performance psychology. And then the, the higher level, which gets into what people call the universal laws, a lot of people think that the law of attraction is the only universal law. They don't realize there's there's a number 25 or 30 more that are just as effective as the law of attraction. So those three levels, personal effectiveness, self-image psychology, and applying the universal laws, I wrap all those up into what I call inner game. And it really says whatever you're doing, whatever activity you're doing, there's always two games going on. The outer game is a thing that you're doing. So if it's retailing, if it's doing real estate, if it's being a banker, that's the external game. But then inside of you, there's an inner, internal game going on. I call that the inner game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now let's, let's bring that down to the level of the typical real estate investor, because I know that you have coached a lot of these folks, not on how to rent properties, but on how to get their inner game together and play it right. What sort of common challenges are you seeing over and over and over with people who want who want to be or are in this business? Yeah, the, the top, probably the top two under uh, personal effectiveness is time management. So poor time management skills, which really equates to they can't keep their word. And then procrastination is a is another big one. So people tend to not manage their time effectively, meaning they don't allocate it to the money-making activities, or they don't allocate their time to the things that matter. And then the other one is just chronic, this chronic, chronic, chronic procrastination that people have. And that's why when they when they do to do lists, what they put on their list Monday will be there Friday because they didn't get it done. So those are probably the two biggest areas under under your, under personal effectiveness. And then certainly fear fear of doing something different would be what it, the big big one under self image psychology and then how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the list I would have made. <laughs> so mm-hmm. let's 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 you know talk about like how do you overcome those things i mean it's easy to it's easy to identify the problem when you've seen it in hundreds of people but how do i manage my priorities better how do i stop being afraid how do i stop procrastinating right so if you if if we just drill down and let's just take one of them is time management the first thing is to really focus on the real issue so it can't be time because that's the constant. What are things I could do to manage my time more effectively? So, for example, I recommend that people set a time block for the core money-making activities for each week. And I'm going to allocate X number of dollars, like some of the people that I'm, I'm working with now, they're into raising money. And so finding deals and raising money, how much time do you have blocked in the week to do those things, which day, and I recommend you block Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day, whatever days you have available for talking to borrowers or raising money, you block that time out, 
and then you watch when that time comes you'll see what gets you in the way what gets in the way to try to pull you off of that commitment and sometimes it could be something like interruptions and so once you know well one of the things that gets me off of that task is outside interruptions who is interrupting you what is the nature of those interruptions and then you go deal with it so when you set a commitment you will see what tries to push that commitment out those are the things you now need to go and shut off like when people work i tell them anything that makes a noise shut it off anything that can call you knock on your door just don't don't deal with it for that time block and that time block because of the nature of what you're doing it could be 30 minutes 40 minutes or two hours but whatever that block is that you set that's consistent with your business then you got to make sure you wall off all the interruptions to that and you'll see them very quickly because that's just kind of the nature of the universe that once you set a time block something will try to wall it off until you show commitment mm-hmm. Facebook and so so set your <laughs> set your plan and then assess measure yourself on how consistently did you stick to that time block every week mm-hmm. and the other thing is switch from a to-do list to a an accomplishment list an accomplishment list just means what are the four things or the two things or the three things you're going to get done this day what are the 15 things you're going to get done this week that tie back to money-making activities and don't treat it as a to-do list because those just carry on and on and on. And you make sure that you manage what I, a concept I call win in the week. If I have 15 core things I got to get done that week that's going to move me toward my financial goal, I got to make sure that I'm hitting that every week in the high 90s. So there, it's a stretching goal because it's easy to hit your goal at 100% level if you just lower the activities. But that won't get you to where you want to go fast enough. So your weekly goals need to be stretching, and you have to hit them somewhere in the 90% and look at whatever is getting in your way. That would be the, the key for focusing in on, on time management. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this question. Um, yes. Do you find that sometimes people block out that time? They say, I'm going to spend this two hours on Tuesday night working toward my goal of raising a million dollars so that I can buy mortgages or do private lending or buy a package of houses or whatever, whatever it is they have set as their goal. Mm-hmm. And then they spend that time doing things that they can check off the list but that aren't really the 20 percent you know aren't the 20 percent that get the 80 percent of the results is that is that a challenge that you see with your students that's fairly common for for people that it's a big reason why they're not achieving their goals so you want to make sure that you're focused on the high return items what are the items that truly move you toward your goal because you can always do a lot of tasks, so you're not task-focused. And that's why I said switch from, from a to-do list to an accomplishment list, which says, what are the big things I have to accomplish? So, for example, if, you're, if one of your programs is to say, the way I get leads is to do some form of marketing, 
Am I doing that marketing? Did I get it done this week? Did I get it done in time enough to say, if I don't get it dropped in the first week, it won't pay off in the third week? So what are those things that make a difference, not activities? The mind will always feel good if we're doing activities. activities. So people that are busy, 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 they're busy doing stuff that don't matter. You have to be busy doing the stuff that makes a difference. That's why I always come back to what are the core three or four things, marketing, if that's a key, raising money, if that's a key. What are those things that you have to do, structuring deals that actually put money in your, in your pocket that makes the business go? Those are the things you measure, not all this interim stuff. Mm-hmm. But, our, but, our, but our brains who are afraid and in the habit of procrastinating tend to tell us, yeah, the, 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 we've done the marketing, phone calls are coming in, but talking to the seller's the scary part. So for this two hours when I'm supposed to be negotiating deals or, or talking to people about giving me money or whatever, I'm gonna design a logo for my business because that's been on my to-do list forever. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get better business cards. I saw this neat square business card. I'm going to go find out how to get those and I'm going to order them. And right. and and I'll just it'll just take a few minutes. So it's not it's not that big a deal. You know, it, I've got 2 hours this will take me, I don't know, 10, 10 minutes of it. Yeah. How, how and and you know, to me that is a key thing in your inner game is absolutely not, you, you nailed it <laughs> not not letting not letting you know the, that that voice in your head which often is kind of a jerk <laughs> the voice the voice in your head is not nice to you most of the time uh tell you that it's it's okay not to do the scary thing because you know there's some excuse for doing this other thing that you know would it be nice to do it yeah but you have two hours you don't have 200 hours to work on this so right. when you when you're when you're coaching people and you see them doing that because I know often they can't see themselves doing it, but you can see them doing it. What do you tell them? Yeah, so you absolutely can can see it. So everybody, you know, I can see other people's issues really clear. So if you take that issue, you should be talking to sellers, but you do other stuff. First step is awareness. So what I tell people is, I want to review your time block. Okay, you've got this time block from let's say six to eight to talk to sellers. When you go to do that, interruptions are going to come up. I want you to set a timer that goes off every five minutes. And that timer is just to say, are you working on what you should be working on? Because otherwise you'll get into that state of unawareness and you look up and two hours are gone. And like you said, you redesign your business card. So you need a way to keep you consciously aware that you're off track and then go okay now now that you see that you have this issue let's get inside of what is your fear of talking to sellers because you're you're sabotaging yourself because you don't want, you have this fear of talking to sellers you might say i don't have it but if you're avoiding so fear here's my definition of fear anytime you're not doing what you know you should do that would be good for the business, the reason why you're not doing it is fear. So that way you don't have to worry about it. You just say, okay, it's fear. Now let me deal with the fear. Now the thing about fear is 
you can fear is false it's a good early warning system just say you're trying to do something different than you see yourself and so you want to work on rewiring your mental circuitry and affirmations is a way to do that but there's a very particular way that I want to construct an affirmations an affirmation and it'll take me a few minutes to explain it to you and it starts off with a misbelief that we have. The belief is we have one brain, we do a positive affirmation, and that changes the wiring in the brain. Not so. We have three brains. And so you need to change the circuitry in all three brains. That gets even worse than that because each brain is motivated by something different. So you need three parts to your affirmation one that will satisfy the reptilian brain. That brain is only concerned with avoiding pain and surviving. So the first piece of your affirmations has got to say, it's got to make talking to sellers more painful than not talking to sellers. So here's a good an example. If I don't call sellers, I won't have the money to do my business. If I don't have the money to do my business, my business will collapse. If my business collapse, then I will lose my home. If my home collapse, my kids won't have a place to say, stay. You see, you've got to make that pain more real than the other way. And it's got to be something that you can really relate to. What is the pain? What is the loss? What is the consequence? to your business, your life, if you don't talk to sellers. That's the first part of the affirmation, and you start your morning off in that. Now, we've been taught you don't start off with a negative, and I'm saying, yes, you do, because you've got to get over the reptilian brain, and it will only respond to, let me avoid pain. We will move away from pain faster than we'll move toward gain. Mm-hmm. The second part of your affirmation has got to address the limbic system, and the limbic system is like the mouse. So the reptilian brain is like the caveman. Caveman wants to survive, avoid pain. The limbic system wants to, it's like the mouse, it wants the cheese, the reward. What is the reward for talking to sellers? How will that benefit me? How will that fuel my business? What is the reward if I do that? That's the second part. And then the third part is the prefrontal cortex, neural cortex, which is concerned with how will this make my life different affinity. So that's the, for that we have the chimpanzee wants affinity. So how will talking to sellers, the rewards I get from talking to sellers, make my life better, make my family's life better, the people that I love better? You need all three parts, and you need to do those at least three to four times a day and I would review those prior to sitting to talk to make seller calls or to talk to sellers. That will shift your mindset momentarily, but every time you do those affirmations, it's slowly but surely rewiring your neural pathways. Mm-hmm. And once you've talked to about you know 10,000 sellers, it's not scary anymore and you don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> so 
Uh, very good advice. My guest today is Willie Hooks. We're going to take a quick break. If you have any questions about challenges that you might be facing, and may- maybe you're just starting to get a hint from what you're hearing here that you have an inner game problem. Maybe you don't even know how to put your finger on it yet. And you want to ask an expert about what the issue is and how to solve it. You can give us a call at 877-772-9658. You can also go to our website at realliferealestate.com and send us an email through the Ask Vina a Question tab. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Willie Hooks, who is a success expert, coach, author of several best-selling books on Amazon.com, which you can find out more about and order by going to wmkvfm.org and clicking the Amazon button. I don't know if you all know this, but Amazon has a uh, program where nonprofits like WMKV, Public Radio, can uh, get a little bit of your purchase by ordering through their site and that is always welcome in public radio and it doesn't cost you anymore so wmkvfm.org anytime you're thinking about ordering from amazon again the author's name is willie hooks you can always stay in touch with real life real estate on facebook or by joining our email list at realliferealestate.com again this week we have a very special gift for listeners a five-week wholesaling quick start program that begins next week so if you don't sign up by next tuesday you're going to miss the first one there are tuesday nights at eight o'clock and it's about what you need to do to on a day-to-day basis to wholesale properties and uh, ironically one of the things we're going to talk about is things not to let your brain tell you to do (laughs) which is exactly what we've been talking about here on the show today um, so Willie, we have some questions that have come in here via email, and one of them is from Tom in uh, Northern Kentucky, and this is um, this is something that we've all experienced, this sort of homeostasis thing about, yeah, I made a change, I got real good at blocking out my time and focusing for two or three weeks, and then something came up. And I fell back in my old habits. And his question is, once you get into the habit of focusing on implementation, there's a tendency to spring back to the way you used to do things. How do you keep that from happening? Uh, Yes. Let me just kind of close out on something you touched on just as we went to break. And that was, you said, when you talk to 10,000 sellers, then you rewired the brain. And you can do that by actually talking to sellers, or you could do it through visualization. And so you could talk to 10,000 sellers and practice through visualization, and that will have the same effect as if you actually talk to, hmm. to, to sellers. So the mind is that, see, the mind doesn't know the difference between a real experience and something vividly imagined. And that's why you can use the brain to accelerate. That's why I say understanding how the brain works is different than we think. Now, let me answer Tom's question. You always fall back to the existing habit because you haven't spent enough time to rewire the circuitry. It doesn't rewire itself. And so you can say, let me stay focused for a week or two weeks or a month. 
that's not long enough to rewire the circuitry. So you still need the external mechanism, whatever you set up, to keep pushing you back to be aware that you're not following your time blocks. So, so until your circuitry is completely rewired, you've got to say, hey, for the next six months, I'm going to always revert back to my old habits until the change happens. So whatever external mechanism I use to keep me aware that I'm off of my time block, it could be having a support buddy, someone you talk to every day or a couple times a week to say, hey, you, this was your commitment. You made this commitment. You're going to talk to sellers four hours a day. How are you doing on that? You could have a coach. Same thing. It's an external process. You could use the timer, as I suggested, to say, I had this time set up for talking to sellers. I wanted to go off every few minutes to keep reminding me to come back, to come back. The other thing is you want to look at what pulls you off track. Sometimes it's external. What's in the environment that's pulling you off track? Is it you're trying to do work with your email on? You're trying to do work with your cell phone on? You're trying to do work without putting, you know, if, you're, if you have an office, put a sign up, do not disturb. So what I tell people whenever you stay in a hotel or something like that, lift their do not disturb sign. You can ask them and they'll give one to you. And then just put that on your door if you have a door. If you're working in a cubicle, put it on your cubicle. So when people know, when people see that do not disturb, they know, and you've got to train them, that when you see do not disturb, it means I'm in a focused period of time where I'm going to work for 30, 40 minutes. At the end of 30, 40 minutes, I will come up for interruptions or other priority stuff. That time could be longer based on your job. If you're working out at your home office and you have kids or family around, try to teach them to honor the do not disturb sign. Now, don't try to do something unrealistic for what your, what your job is. You can't say, well, I'm going to take four hours when you're in a reactive environment where you have to respond to clients or you have to respond to other things. Maybe all you can get is 30 minutes or 40 minutes. The other thing is shift your most critical work to early in the day where you have more willpower to focus. Another myth is what we believe about willpower. Willpower is used up throughout the day. So use your willpower to do those most difficult things as early as you can because you have stronger willpower. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to encourage all the folks who just heard you say that and say, that's not true. That's exactly the opposite of true. You build your willpower by using more of it to go look at the latest studies on that. Because the, everything that's come out in the last five to 10 years says exactly what you just said, which is, yeah, it's like a muscle. You wear it out <laughs> by yep. using it throughout the day and uh i've been i've been doing a lot of you know reading on on that topic and that was a that was a real game changer for me to move my priority list around in such a way that the stuff that was going to be hardest for me to do whether that was whether it was because it was creative or it was difficult like it was a call i didn't really want to make uh too early in the day because if i waited until the end of the day it just wasn't going to happen so. Yeah, I mean, a perfect example of that, and people talk to me all the time, their diet, and you hear them say, you know, I did so good all the way through noon and lunch, and 5 o'clock I got home, I ate the whole cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but you use your willpower up through the day, and by the time you got home, it was, it was done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very now, true. you can use success and victories 
Because another thing I see people don't do is, see, if you set up an accomplishment list, and that accomplishment is something tied to a big item with a big return, then when you achieve that, you do some form of rewarding and rewarding yourself, and that will energize you, and that restores some of your willpower. And so set your day up where you have these rewards because you got something very important done. And then you look at, you, and the way to do that is to make sure that you can see how this important thing leads to something much bigger that actually gets you to where you want to go. And then you do some kind of celebration, and that celebration can be just mentally. It could be some kind of thing you you take into a ceremony, you know, like you might have a, a, a bag of candy or something that you, that you eat or an apple or whatever to, to retrain your brain to focus on results because our brain is typically we wired it to focus on activities because we, we set our day up it's one activity after another after another and after another you want to rewire your brain to focus on one result after another after another and the way to do that is to give yourself an, a, re, a reward and it could be something like well if I when I accomplish this, I'm going to read a passage in a book I like. But you're just retraining the brain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A question here from Jeff in Baltimore, Maryland. He says, I'm finding this very interesting because I suspect I might have an inner game problem. I sometimes put off calling sellers for weeks on end, especially when I need to tell them that I can pay them a lot less than what they want for their properties. I think I'm making excuses to myself about how busy I am. I wanted to get this question in be- before the end of the show because I can't quite get a grip on this. How can I tell exactly what my inner game challenge is? Yeah. <laughs> Self-image psychology says habits, attitudes, belief, and expectations and excuses. Anytime you find yourself delaying something that you know would be good for your business, then there's some kind of negative association you have with that thing. And most of the time I see a lot of real estate investors get in trouble because they delay delivering bad news, and by the time they deliver it, it's a huge problem. So make, remember I said set up things that matter. Delivering bad news to a client or prospect matters. Make or give yourself a reward for getting that done fast, do it when you have high willpower and step into it and, and do it. Imagine what, what's the worst thing that can happen if you don't do it because delays make things worse. They don't make things better. And so, yeah, you have a habit. You, you have an inner game challenge. The inner game challenge is you're trying to avoid conflict. You've associated conflict as being negative when it's not. It's just you're delivering what the true business situation is. Focus yourself on your core value, which should be a value of honesty, and ask yourself, am I being honest with the client? I want to operate from my core value, so you go through that process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're making a great argument without really making the argument for having a coach. And a lot of people, you know, everyone in real estate wants a coach. Everybody's, oh, how do I, how do I get a mentor? How do I, how do I get a coach? And what they think they're asking for is someone to guide them through deals. But what they really need is someone who can recognize and call them on this kind of thing. 
Yes, ab- absolutely. It is great to have a technical coach and to get technical knowledge. And the more the more technical knowledge, and we'll go back to earlier in the in the call, what you know doesn't matter unless you can get yourself to implement it. This person knows that sitting there and not t- telling this person the bad news as he perceives it, and he perceives it as bad news and the consequences in his mind, he knows that not doing that is going to make it worse. It's not going to make it better. How could it? But he's not doing it. That's exactly why you need a coach. When I say an external uh, voice, an external perspective, it's somebody. It could be a coach. It could be a support buddy. I highly recommend the coach. Their job is to keep showing you where you're getting in your own way, to keep showing you where you're you're avoiding stuff that will make you successful. Mm -hmm. And you're making it bigger than it has to be. And I can't tell you how many times the various coaches I've had have pointed out something to me that I initially said, that's not true. I'm not doing that, or that's not why I'm doing that, or no, my excuses are valid. (laughs) And then... over the course of, you know, hours or days have gone, you know what, they were, they were exactly right. You know, so, sometimes it takes somebody outside of yourself to point it out and make you see it. And sometimes it just takes hearing them say, look, you know, you need to call the sellers back, make it a goal to call them back within 48 hours, no matter what. Every seller, every seller gets called back within 48 hours, whether you can buy their property or not. Absolutely. And, you know, what we know and what we do is two different things. And you need someone to help you stay congruent with your values and what you know. And I tell people a great coach stands in the position of, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear so that you can get to where you want to go. And, you know, your friends can tell you everything's okay. That's not your coach's job. Your coach is to stand in the position of possibility to tell you the things that you don't want to hear, the things that you're avoiding, the things that are sabotaging your success. That's where they stand. They're not there to be your friend. So I tell my clients, hey, look, I got three or four friends, so I don't need another friend. What you are is a person that I am 1,000% committed to getting you across the finish line, and I'm going to tell you what you need to hear and how you're getting in your own way because that's my commitment to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, we only have about a minute left. So what, what would be one thing that you would leave our listeners with in terms of how to be more fully empowered, how to, how to start really playing the inner game and not just letting it play out without you, your participation? Yeah, I think that the big thing is all these things that are stopping us from pushing through to the next level of success are just our way of sabotaging ourselves. Find a way to be conscious of them, whether you have to write them down or things like that, and then get an external resource to help you stay aware and to stay committed and connected to making progress of pushing through the things that are blocking you so you get out of your own way. Thank you so much, Willie Hooks, the CEO of JTE Associates, FullThrottleVentures.com. You can order his books through Amazon.com. We will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. Happy investing.